Hello, Spirit and Truth friends and family, and thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. My name is Marco Salinas, the Associate Pastor at Spirit and Truth Worship Center, and I simply want to talk to you today about defining what we are feeling, and I will be reading out of Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house. But the house did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Uh, For the next few moments, I want to share with you something that has helped me personally. And uh, this this thought and and, uh, this teaching text is from Dr. Henry Cloud. And if you're unfamiliar with him, he is a Christian clinical psychologist. And he defines in this outline what is causing us to feel what we are feeling during this crisis and also how to remedy those things. And so I'm I'm titling this Defining What We Are Feeling because if you're anything like me, once we can identify why we are feeling a certain way or what is happening, then we can uh, come up with a resolution to that. And so I want to talk about how this crisis affects you and I as individuals. And this is very, very important because our minds, I want to talk about the mind here for a moment, our minds make maps. Did you know that? Our, our minds make maps to organize life and how to get through the day. Uh, we operate according to those maps that our minds make and so those maps give us a sense of normalcy. For example, Uh, If I were to walk downstairs to my refrigerator, uh, my mind has already mapped how to get there because I've I've walked in that direction, in that route several times. Uh, But what happens if I'm walking to my refrigerator and someone puts a chair in the way of my path? Well, our, our, our mind registers that as an error. It says, hey, listen, this is not the way that it's supposed to be. This chair is not supposed to be there. And so our mind becomes heightened. And when our mind registers something as an error, all all these kinds of things happen. Our our cortisol levels increase. Our stress hormones increase. It affects our adrenal system and and our endorphins and, and, and all of that. They all go on high alert. And our mind realizes that there is a problem. And it tells us that we should resolve this problem. And so the problem is simply fixed. In my example, we walk around the chair and we get our Diet Coke and go about our day and our system, our mind goes back to normal. Well, the problem with this pandemic is that we can't fix the problem. We're we're in a context in which we can't do anything to fix the registered error that our mind tells us. And so the question is, what do we do? And so there are some things that God's Word and research validates in order to reset our system so that we get back to a sense of normalcy. And and Jesus said, He said, if you build on the rock, you'll be able to reset and 
and, and when the, the, the rain and the winds come, we can withstand. We can withstand this pandemic and get through it, but we have to build on the right foundation. And so the first point I want to bring to you today is that we are a house where the Bible calls us the temple, the temple of the Holy Ghost, uh, with a construction and an architecture. And the first thing that a house has is a foundation. And so the foundation of a human being is our connectedness. We are relational by design. And the two main connections that we must have in order to thrive, number one is a connection with God. And number two is a connection with people. That's, that's why Paul said our hearts have to be knitted together in love. And when these connections happen, life is, is flowing through us. Life is flowing through you. Now the problem is that this crisis has annihilated our relationships uh, from, from co-workers to uh, small groups to church attendance, you name it. All the ways in which we connect have been disrupted. And so our mind tells us that there's an error and we need to correct it. And so our stress goes up and our hormones are all out of whack. And so what the question is, what do we do? Well, we have to be intentional about connecting with others now more than ever. And so uh, I'd like you to make a list of those who are most important to you. And I want you to begin, if you haven't already, to Zoom and Skype and make phone calls on a regular basis and be intentional about connecting with individuals on a regular basis. Uh, just like you take your vitamins in the morning, it becomes a routine. You have to build a routine of connecting with others via technology during this time because we are made to be connected to others. The second thing that I want to bring to your attention is that this crisis has devastated our structure. Let's go back to the illustration about the house. If our foundation is our relationship with God and others, our frame or the walls is the routines or the structure in which we live our lives. Uh, before the pandemic, we would be able to get up in the morning, walk downstairs, we'd get our coffee, get in the car, and you'd drive to the office. See, there's, there's a routine and structure in your brain that God designed to work that way with days and with months and with seasons and Sabbath routines and structures. When we lose this structure, the activation system in our brain goes crazy because God made us to live in order. And so this crisis has knocked down all of our routines and it's the reason why we begin to feel anxious and stressed out. All of our hormones are, are running out of whack all the time. And so we have to return to some order. And in order to return to some order, we have to set some routines that we can follow. And so I, I want to challenge you, if you haven't begun to do this already, do things like set a regular wake-up time and bedtime. Setting order. Uh, get up and get dressed even if you're not going to go anywhere. This will give you a sense of setting order. We've got to schedule our day to accomplish items that we know we can accomplish. Again, this has to do with setting order and setting routine. So have dinner at the same time. 
uh, schedule family night at the same time, uh, bedtime routines, all of these things establish order and allow our minds to reset. The next thing I want to talk about and, and make note of is that during this crisis, we've lost the sense of having control. And, and humans are designed to have control of themselves. It's called self-control. That's one of the fruit of the spirits. Our, it's our ability to control our lives that has been decimated by this crisis. Now, before this crisis, we had a thousand choices uh, that we could make in, in any given day at any given time that gave us a sense of, of power. We could go shopping whenever we wanted. We could meet a friend for dinner whenever we wanted. We, can go, we could go golfing or go to the beach, you name it. But the choices that we used to have, they don't exist for the time being. Now, this doesn't make you powerless, but our brain registers this as being powerless. And so we, we enter a state called learned helplessness. And so the software in our brains begins to change to negativity, uh, global negativity, subjective negativity, negativity about our future, and, and everything is bad. And, and this is what our brain tells us. So what do we do when we find ourselves in this situation? Well, we've got to go back into a reset in our system to where it's not registering something uh, as, as off and where we lose a sense of having self-control. Here's the bottom line. We still have control over the things that we're supposed to have control over. Here's an exercise that I hope you can uh, follow me in. I'd like you to write down the things that you do not currently have control over. Some of these things are this, this pandemic, the cure, uh, the rate that scientists are working on the vaccine, uh, people that are spreading the virus, political opinions, the economy. Write down everything that you do not have control over. Now, once you do that, I, I want you to read through it. You can cry through it. You can process it. Worry about it hard for about five minutes and then release the things that you do not have control over to God. And you say, God, this is everything that is out of my control. Uh, my hands are off of it. I, I have no say in it. I have no control in it. And Lord, I'm giving those things to you. And then after you've done that, I want you to write down the things that you do have control over. Some of these things are, are simple. My, my daily hygiene and my, my, my health. Uh, organizing my finances work activities that I can do from home. I, I know if you're anything like me, you have a honeydew list that you've been putting off. You have control over doing those things, your exercise, your health. Begin to write down a list of things that you do have control over and begin to execute those things. And once you begin to do that, it'll begin to reset your brain. The next thing that I would encourage you to do, and many of us perhaps haven't done this, is to name the crisis so that your brain knows that we're living in this, this error state. Now, many of us have been operating in this crisis, but we haven't named the crisis. And so when we name 
this as, as not normal. Our, our brain is able to then elevate itself above the problem to observe the problem. And, and God gave you, your mind, the ability to observe. That's why he says to observe the ways in which you walk. And so when we name this crisis for what it is, when we observe the problem, th this is shown uh, clinically and, and, and psychologically that the, the higher parts of our brain begin to activate and the lower reactionary parts of the brain, our stress hormones and everything I mentioned before, those begin to calm down and this will reactivate our, our system, our, our minds and reset our minds. Because we have to understand that we have a mental and spiritual thinking. And in a crisis, your brain shoots off all kinds of thoughts, but that's not real thinking. Your, your brain in, in, in crisis begins to shoot off thoughts that you, you don't typically have. There are these what if thoughts. Well, what if? What if uh, things never get back to normal? And, and what if the economy never stabilizes? And, and what if this happens or, or that happens? Those are thoughts driven by those elevated hormones in the brains. That's physiological thinking. But here's what the Bible tells us. It tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so we have to let go of those what-if thoughts. And we have to renew our mind in the Word of God. We have to execute the things we have control over. We have to intake less negativity, less negative information via the media. And we have to stay connected to others. But most importantly, and I can't stress this enough, we have to continue cultivating and establishing a relationship with God. And I believe as you do these things that God will begin to transform and renew your mind, renew your thinking, help you to elevate above the problems and the stress of life, identify what this crisis is, and you will be able to live a fruitful life, an abundant life, even in the middle of crisis.